traditional, very well-established golf course. What sort of work have you been doing and what was the idea behind it up there? Is it a freshen up? Is it to try and make it more sort of, can the whole championships again? That sort of thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, hi, Paul. Thanks for having me on. Um, Malone Golf Club, it, it started a few years ago. Um, Paddy Dean, the GM there, general manager, Paddy spoke to me and they were, it started out around um, a short game area. They had a wee chipping green at the back of the clubhouse. People might remember or know it. <clears throat> so it started there and what could we do with that space that we had? And And separately then there was Everybody will know the driveway into Malone Golf Club, the beautiful driveway among the beach, up the, the beach avenue, and um, the areas both sides of of the driveway where that was their warm up area, whatever. And of course, people when they arrive at the club, it's it's a kind of a disconnect. You drive up and you park your car, you go into the clubhouse, get kitted, and then you have to walk backwards. And it's like a bad routing in golf course. Nobody likes to walk backwards. You want to keep walking forward. Um, so the the practice facilities didn't really work, other than a great place for coaching, obviously, or if you if you were dedicated. But if you wanted to hit some shots beforehand, it wasn't ideal. So. They wanted to try to figure out where might we get a warm-up area. So that was the starting position was the short game area uh, and the warm-up area. So that was like a end of 2018, early 19. People involved, Paddy Dean obviously was driving it, um, Andy Montgomery, the on-sec. At the time, Jeff Cameron was the chair of the course committee and um, John Steen and Peter Law. So there was some people involved, good people in you know, genuinely interested in moving the club on and bringing it forward. And, and from there then, Paul, it, it's, you know, we, it started around agronomic issues with some of the greens that were struggling. Some of them were holding water. There were traditional old soil-based greens. Some of them had some shade issues. It was a myriad of stuff to get sorted out. And we, we went in then and we started developing, you know, a master plan. So that's where it got to bunker remodel, green complexes, tees, so drainage, irrigation, everything was looked at. So we're, we're getting through the pieces as, as, the, as the time goes by. Is it a piece of work that's going to take a number of years, Ken? Is this, or is it going to be... 18 months what, what's the time frame on it yeah so we're what we're over oh, 18 months into it now paul we've got the bunkers done on the front nine we've got that short area completed we've got the uh the warm-up area done um just just this year at, at kind of from for the last two months august through to middle of october we remodeled five green complexes we rebuilt some teas we did some irrigation work um significant amount of work was, was done just recently so come middle of november we're going in to do the bunkers in the back nine um there'll be some drainage work to be done um i expect we were going we're getting through some tree management issues um which will be critical for the golf course for the playability and the agronomics as well um so i think we'll there, there's other pieces being spoken about but i think once we get through the bunker work which will be Everything that we're doing now will be in play um, next May, let's say. And I think the club will take a break then. And they're due to host the Irish Close Championship, the Men's Championship. Um, I don't know, will that be 21 or 22 yet? I don't think that's decided. But um, I think, you know, you've you got to give the members a wee break as well and let them play their golf course. And uh, while the lockdown was good for us because we got a significant amount of work done, mm -hmm. 
hey, the golfers at the end of the day just want to play golf. Um, yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll give it a break, I think, for a wee while. I think for people who maybe were following Paddy and yourself a bit on social media, it looked like it was an awful lot of work around the 18th in particular, not just around the green, but also further back where you've taken away a bit of the, the famous sort of razor that you have to, you have to hit over. Yeah. And, and yeah. It, it, that was a big decision for the club to take. Was it, was that sort of, what was the thing? What's the thinking there, James? Whole, the look of it? Or is that, was that you or was that the club? Um, it started out interesting, Paul. There was a, an old evergreen tree at the top of the hill on the right, right half of the fairway. Yeah. And uh, it, it was catching so many balls off the tee, particularly yeah. for the shorter hitters. It was a brutal uh-huh. tree. Yeah. Um, so it, it kind of started there. And I always had this uh, image or this view or this idea that I wanted the hole to run as close to the lake as we could make it run. Like you, you kind of hit the tee shot away from the lake, you do, yeah, um, and, th- and then you hit back towards the green. So I wanted to run more towards the lake and alongside the lake, at least parallel to it. Um, so in order for that to work, we ha- we got to do um, some tree clearance, which was done, and um, and and then there was a little bit of a safety issue as well. You're you're hitting over this blind yeah. hill, and yeah. you know, and are, are, is the group in front moving away or not? But of course, what it has given us, and what I ultimately wanted to hear was gave you that beautiful view towards the clubhouse. It's now fantastic vista has opened up. And like Malone Golf Club is as much about the views and the vistas and the topography and the landscape and the trees. And, you know, it's a stunning piece of ground. So we're just trying to make it a wee bit better. Talking, uh, you mentioned sort of uh, Malone as a venue and, and, you know, the look of it, the feel of it. How complicated has it been for you to try and keep the work that you need to do to modernize, but also keep it, within the feel of the rest of the golf course? It's a challenge. Um, it's a challenge to make it, you know, to retain the integrity of what was there. Of course, some of what was there wasn't great, to be honest. And, and that's why the golf club made significant decisions to to invest, to make it somewhat, to make it better. You know, the new bunkering, it's got an, although the, the look is very much traditional, old school parkland. We haven't gone for any, fancy stuff with the bunkering we're not trying to make it look too sexy it's you know it's a very old school look and I think that's what fits the club well I think it's a very elegant golf club it's got one of the most beautiful entrances in golf it's got a magnificent clubhouse the land is very you know old school they're not trying too hard to be something they're not it it is a fantastic place so I think it would have been a mistake to try to do too much um and, and it's a difficult marriage because while we're trying to introduce some new strategies and I particularly am interested around the green complexes and like, how do you challenge today's golfers? You, we can't build 8,000 yard golf courses. I mean, I think that's crazy. So we just try to introduce, I'm a great, you know, believer in distance control and accuracy and positioning and strategy and all that kind of thing. So We've tried to introduce a wee bit of that in, in, into Malone Golf Club, and I think anybody that comes to play it in May will see quite a. It'll be different, but it'll look the same. And, and feel the same, and, and feel not not feel, as you say, the key yeah. point is feeling like part of that elegance, and and and, the, yeah. and feel like part of the environment that it is. In terms of That's your, it, yeah. in terms of of you, you were talking there about distance and things, and and obviously we can't have a podcast without talking about Bryson because of what he's doing in golf and hitting 400 yard drives and one thing or another, but how is it impacting 
your business and how people view design work. And I say this in, in understanding, Ken, that, that a lot of your work is, you know, updating and remodeling and working within the confines of a, of a course that's already there, as opposed to building from scratch. Um, so so how, what are people saying to you? Are people saying they need to lengthen their golf courses? Is that actually happening out there? It's an interesting conversation, Paul, because, <clears throat> excuse me, um, a lot of the conversations I have at clubs, I'm, I'm involved really, well, all the, the only golf that's happening in Ireland is remodel golf. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, interesting, the conversations I'm having generally with committees, you'll always have some people who will want it to be bigger and longer and, you know, more brutish. And the, the only golf they see is really the stuff that's on TV and they see Bryson or they see Phil Mickelson and talking about swing speeds. Like, I don't see anybody anymore, you know, putting up a tweet saying, you know what, I'm holding all my three-footers or I'm now chipping it better than I used to be or my bunker plays better. Or it's now, oh, my swing speed is 7,423 or whatever. Like, it's that, you know, I, I think that stuff is like the zero point zero 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 one percent of golfers I, I i don't try to design or think about them of course i do think about and, and malone is an example when we think about championship play and we have introduced a couple of tournament tees at malone but only a couple of tees and they're only tiny pads and they don't you know we're not spending much money or tons of money putting them in but we are thinking about them um but i i spend as much time paul talking to golf clubs about shortening the golf courses, making it more playable, making it a little bit wider, making it more strategic. You know, the, the age profile of golfers is, you know, your average golfer must be, you know, six, 55, 60, 65. You know, your average handicap is 17 and your average ladies is 31.8 or something. So there you're, that's your market. I, I don't see why we would be, it's, but golf is a really hard game and it's it's sometimes hard to present this to committees and you say to them you know people we want to make it enjoyable number one it's got to be fun you know these people want to have a bit of crack when they're out there they want to enjoy the occasion they don't want to be beaten up all the time you know lose five balls and have 23 points kind of stuff it's meant to be fun and enjoyable and we're competing against so many other sports but typically or historically golf has been a little bit staid and old schooly and a little bit elitist and uh i think i think we're i think we're trending in the right direction i don't know if we're getting there but to answer your question from a design perspective yeah we we do think about it sometimes in the in the right venue but i'm my predominant thoughts are always about making golf enjoyable and and really making golfers think and try and work strategically around the golf course and work out the little puzzles that are set in front of you. In a hypothetical situation, but say for example, somebody comes to you and says, Ken, I have X millions. You're my man. I'm going to build, I want you to build a golf course from scratch. Um, would you have to make it 7,500 yards plus? Um, no. You wouldn't have to make it 7,000 yards. Some of the best golf courses, the most enjoyable golf courses are 6,000, 6,200. If somebody is thinking about, you know, building a golf course for tournament golf, it's, you, you, you actually need to be thinking about nearly 8,000 yards now. Yeah. That means you're, you're talking about huge land banks and you're talking about, you know, a massive walk around a golf course. Um, for for me, you know, if, if you did get the blank canvas and you had the perfect client, you know, it's 
God, if you go over 6,600 or 6,700. It's interesting. I did a little project recently for something I was looking at. Um, Bandon Dunes. I don't know if anybody's familiar with this. The Mike Kaiser project in Oregon. Yeah. Which is supposed to be the number one mecca for kind of, yeah. <clears throat> you know, resort golf. Yeah. And I think, I think the longest course there is 6'6". Six, six. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, it's, in, it's interesting and, and, and it, it's seen as now the benchmark for, you know, the best resort golf. And, you know, unfortunately in Ireland, we've been chasing 7,000 and, you know, it was 6'8", and then it went to 7,000, and then it went to 7,200 yards. And, mm. man, it takes a lot of money to, it takes a lot of money to maintain that. It takes a lot of money to build it. It takes a lot of money to drain it, irrigate it, and manage it, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, there's something to be said for the idea of, um, this is going back to another one of your of your of, of your um, regular thoughts uh, of a, a golf course that's nine holes has a brilliant facility for families and children and a practice range and a crazy golf area and a pitch and putt and that would nearly be a better spend on a better spend and a better use of your land. For sure, um, you know, I, I, everybody is so you know. Time is so precious now for so many people, uh, whether it's families or work or commuting. And, you know, I, I don't know who has got five or six hours now, you know, to just abandon the homestead and go and play golf. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, think, I think it's th- even three holes, it's six holes. Like I did a wee job at a golf club, which is just, we just built three greens that were double greens and you could play the yellow flags, the front nine, and the blue flags, the back nine. So you've got like a six-hole routing. Plus the following day, you could play it in reverse. So there's got like variety and interest in it. I mean, I'd love to do, you know, imagine having three acres or five acres in the middle of the city and doing a Himalayas putting green and like, you know, five short game, little pitching and putting greens. Like, wouldn't it be awesome? And you could spend an hour there or hour, half an hour even at lunch or in the evening it'd be so cool but it doesn't need to be bigger and I think uh, and it would be a great um, introduction to people to, to the game of golf just that 30 minutes 50 minutes at golf it doesn't need to be much more than that yeah for, for, for and, and if people remember what it was like back in the 50s 60s and even 70s Ireland was a nine-hole golf course club uh, golf clubs in Ireland were yeah. nine holes and that's all the world. Right. People, people didn't want anything else. Didn't need anything else. I was born and bred at, just across the road from where I am now. I live fortunate to live in Roscommon near the golf course, but it was a nine-hole course. And, yeah. and, 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 of course, that time you could play nine holes in an hour. Now nine holes takes flipping two hours. Like, you know, it's crazy. How yeah. every, everything is more and more yeah. and more. But, um, yeah, nine, nine holes is plenty. Yeah. In terms of where you, your your career and, and how you've got here, you're obviously a very talented amateur. You you won the close, you won the west, you won the east. How did you go mm. from winning top amateur golf into designing golf courses? You, did you, you you know did you did did you did you go down? Did somebody sort of say to you one day help us out? Is that the way it starts? <laughs> no, not really. Um, when I was uh, working in Sligo, uh, I was living in Ross's Point, and I and I just developed this interest in 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 Harry, Harry Colt was the architect to Ross's Point and the the architect to Portrush and you know all the Harry Colt yeah. stuff. Um, and I and I just started reading a bit about Colt, and I just you know like I was in my mid twenties and 
started to become hungry for the information and like, why did he design it this way? And why didn't he put a bunker on the front of the fort and Ross's point? And why didn't he put a bunker at the 10th and all that? You know, why did he route it in a certain direction? Just kind of went down a rabbit hole, Paul, and I'm flipping 52 now and I'm still, I'm getting further down this rabbit hole. Is it ever going to stop? So, but in my late 20s, I, I um, applied for the, the uh, golf course architecture program in Edinburgh. Uh, College of Art Landscape School and in fact Mike Wood was the lead there the head of the, the program a Belfast guy and he was a great help to me because I went over initially and I thought well I'm playing off like plus three or plus four and sure I know more than the, everybody else and Mike really told me he said Ken do you know what you know nothing about architecture and he said you need to go away and you need to read this and study this and go away and come back and so I, I did the two years in the program and it was the best thing I ever did uh, I got a great understanding um, of architecture and um, yeah it, and, and it was really only a hobby how it, when I started Paul but then of course somebody said to me well would you come and take a look at this and would you take a look at that and it was never meant to be a career but thankfully it has become a career I'm quite I you know I make a kind of a living doing it and I absolutely love what I do I'm passionate about the architecture and golf and sure I'm you know, I'm absolutely, you know, up to my boots in it now. I love it. Um, what's the process, Ken, for somebody, for, for you working with, with a club? Is it as much as a phone call, come and see us, just have a chat? Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah, it is. It is, yeah. I get phone calls, um, you know, we're thinking of doing something and we're thinking of improving our practice facilities or we're thinking of, putting a new chipping area or we're, it, it might be we're having trouble with our bunkers or we're having trouble with our tees or we're thinking of adding tees or taking out these and mm-hmm. so yeah and it starts there and it turns in sometimes it turns into a you know a long-term relationship I always encourage clubs usually early on I say to them you know really guys and girls you need to be thinking probably about a master plan it's usually where it ends up Paul because committees have he wants to plant some trees. She wants to take out some trees. He wants more bunkers. He doesn't want any bunkers. And you, it, it's great to build a plan where for 10-year program, anybody can pick up the document and they can say, well, we've got the first three pieces of this piece of work done. And now we've got to go move on to number four. And after that is number five. And it gives a great uh, simplicity and a great directional signpost for future work. So it usually starts out with a really simple phone call. We're thinking of doing something, just come and take a look and try and help us out. And I'm sure, that's that's what I love to do. Now, you've been involved, obviously, in Art Glass. You've done a bit of work in Bambridge, Malone, City of Derry as well. Is well, you've been work in City of Derry as well? Yes, yeah. So, yes. All, all over Ireland, you've been. What about foreign clients? Anything across the water, America, Europe? No, I I did some work uh, for a private client in France this year. um, And I kind of pride myself on not going abroad because the way I work is, you know, when I'm doing work in Ireland, Paul, I'm on site. I'm I'm there regularly. I put up big mileage on my Jeep every year. But I think for the to deliver it the way I want to deliver it. You know, you've got to be on site and, okay, we do all the technical drawings and we do all the grading plans and the topographical stuff, but to, to, to deliver it really nicely and, and deliver it well, you've got to be on site, you've got to be sitting on the job. So I don't, I don't go abroad. I've been asked to do a few little pieces and I don't do them. 
Um, now that's not to say it won't change. I've been able to have enough on my plate to keep me going here. Yeah. I would love to do a little bit more, honestly, I would love to do a little bit of restoration work on Harry Colt or Tom Simpson courses. There are very few McKenzie courses in Ireland, but if a little bit of work like that came up, I would love, you know, I, I, w- I probably would go and do it, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy doing what I'm doing and I'm, and I'm very client conscious and I like to deliver, you know, I like to deliver an on-site and professional and be there and committees like that as well, because it's a big move, you know, people are nervous about it. They're spending members money. So yeah, it's important. It's important to hold their hand really through the process. And he's still playing golf, can he? Still competitive. I'm looking at my golf clubs here, Paul. Yeah, I know that's, to, a dirt, that's, a, that's, a, that's a dirty word. I shouldn't have said oh that. God. I'm sitting up here in the north, and for a change, I can say, yeah. <laughs> I wish. I was thinking of moving up there for six weeks, funny enough. <laughs> blackballed. They're blackballed. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I wish. Um, yeah, I still play, but I, I don't play. Like I, I might have six or eight competition rounds a year, but um, I, I play like nine holes in the evening. I love playing with my with, with Sinead, my wife. We play nine holes or, um, you know, I play with my nephew, Mark. Um, I've got some good buddies in Roscommon and we we're, some of us are members in County Sligo, so we go up and play there quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I, I play a bit, but I'm like it's so frustrating because I I can like I can see the shot and and I kind of know how to hit it, but I cannot get the message from my brain to my hands fast enough. It's all just it's a mess, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm too fat now anyway. So the Aww. speed is gone and everything is a mess. Yeah, but I love it. I love playing. Yeah, of course I do. Yeah. And what's going up next from you then? Malone will, Malone will be a wee bit of work, but what else are you working on lately or coming up? Um, I've got a decent, a big enough project ongoing at Kilkee Golf Club in County Clare. So okay. I'll be there tomorrow. Construction's just started on a remodel there. We're working with uh, Atlantic Golf on that project. We'll be back at Malone with Dar Golf um, second, third week in November. We'll be doing the back nine bunkers there. Um, and I'm down in Cork in Bandon Golf Club doing a bunker remodel second phase there starting the 1st of December um, and there's a couple of other projects in the in the in the pipeline just yeah they're pretty active and, and they'll be coming off in the new year hopefully yeah Brilliant. Ken listen thanks very much for the chat um, and, Great, and, and insight and a bit of entertainment there hopefully